There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. It is a joy to be back on the podcast again this week, the start of a new week. We are at the Shippensburg Independent Baptist Church this week, had a good day yesterday. And it's always a blessing to see the folks at the church, blessing to be with Brother Wagner and the folks there. Uh, Keep Brother Wagner in prayer, if you would, please, as he's had a knee operation, actually knee replacement surgery, still trying to get some of his mobility back. And we just thank the Lord for what he did yesterday. I'm looking for what the Lord's going to do the rest of this week. And if you're in the area, we'd love for you to come. It's right downtown Shippensburg on Queen Street. And I would love for folks to attend the services. What a blessing it is for us to be in the house of God. What a privilege it is to preach the Word of God. I want to say this about the podcast. There's a lot of ideas today of what a podcast should be, and there's a lot of ideals of what podcasts should be. I realize most people's format is an interview format. We don't really do that format here. Uh, Other people have instructional podcasts. There are many types of podcasts, and one of the things that, uh, as I have subscribed and used a podcast generator, they send me emails time to time, how to better your podcast, and some of those things have been very beneficial. Uh, sound quality, audio, reminders, background noise, things and such. And then one of the things they always tell you is to have a script. And uh, they tell you that how to write a script and outline a script and plan for your podcast. And the reality is, is that I don't have a script and I just have the word of God. And so there are times that uh, I'll have some thoughts the Lord has given me, as is today, and uh, some extra verses that kind of shore up what we're preaching. And then there's other times that we just run off the cuff and we run through Psalms. And so sometimes it seems like it might be more lively and more stirring. Other times it may just seem kind of like a normal Sunday school class in churches where you just plug along through the word of God. But can I say to you that word of God is quick and powerful. That's what's going to cut. That's what's going to work. And so whether or not we're preaching it in what people consider dynamic or fiery or whatever term may be, uh, you know, I want to say that it's just the word of God that we need. And so on this podcast, there are times that we're just going to plug through the Word of God, and that's what we're going to do in these Messianic Psalms, other Psalms. And towards the end of the year, as we begin to transition to something different from Messianic Psalms, we'll just have to see what the Lord is going to do. But we want to teach. We want to instruct. We want people to glean from the Word of God. I realize a lot of people are listening in their cars. A lot of people are listening uh, where they don't have the ability to stop and take notes and write things down. And so if somebody catches your attention, make a mental note to go capture that later on and maybe look that up in the Word of God. For those of you that are doing this for chapel, those of you listening at home, I do pray you take note of some of these things and try to record what the Word of God says. Then go read what the Word of God says. Go take your eyes and look at it again and make notations and keep track of some of these things because these are things the Lord has taught me. And these things that the Lord has taught me, I want to instruct you. And so I pray this is a help. We're going to be in Psalm 103, this great Psalm of David. And there's a portion of this that certainly identifies some of this as messianic. 
But he said, well, I will bless the Lord. Who is the Lord? Well, the Lord Jehovah God. And in him we see Jesus Christ, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And so we, of course, see Jesus Christ in this. He is Messiah. That's why we teach and preach Messianic Psalms. But in Psalm 103, a Psalm of David, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. What is that holy name? Well, at one point in the scriptures, he reminds us they did not know the name Jehovah or Jah. Uh, but yet later on, the Lord identified himself by that name. But who is Jehovah? And you hear a lot of people, they sing today about Jehovah, and they preach about Jehovah. Or even worse, they preach about Yahweh today, and that Canaanite God. And they try to equate that to Jesus Christ. But the name in which we march today under the banner of the gospel, the name in which we go to battle today, is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that name above every name. And so it is the name of the Lord. Who is the name of the Lord? The Lord Jesus Christ. We bless his holy name. We don't take it in profanity. We don't take it as an exclamation of frustration. No, we bless his name. He is the Lord God Almighty. And he goes on in verse two, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he begins to tell us some of his benefits. And I would say that most, if not all, of the benefits of the Lord come under the umbrella of this statement. For here's the statement he said, and this is the benefits that God gives. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So there, summarized in three verses, are the benefits of the Lord. These are the benefits of knowing Jesus Christ. These are the benefits of searching the scripture and finding Jesus Christ. What is that? He'll redeem thy life from destruction. He'll crown thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. He'll satisfy thy mouth with good things. Open thy mouth, he said, and I will fill it. So thy youth is renewed like the eagles. But today, I just want to look at verse 3. And again, there's times we plug through a verse, and as we'll go through uh, a verse quickly, so as we'll go through a chapter quickly. But today, I want to look just at verse 3 on the podcast. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. And so I'd like to cross-reference that to Isaiah chapter 53, and I'll read in verse 4, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, with his stripes we are healed." All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so he uses that term there, but by his stripes we are healed. And then it says the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Our text said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. I need to go back to the book of Leviticus to explain some of this, and this is something I was taught many, many years ago, and not original to me, but none of this is. It's the Word of God. Amen. And in Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 14, and this is the law of the meat offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord, before the altar, and he shall take of it a handful 
of the flour of the meat offering of the oil thereof and all the frankincense which is upon the meat offering and shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor, even the memorial of it unto the Lord. And the remainder thereof shall Aaron and his sons eat. With unleavened bread shall it be eaten in the holy place. In the court of the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall eat it. It shall not be bacon with leaven. I have given it unto them for their portion of my offerings made by fire. And then he said this, it is most holy. And so he tells us that meat offering that they take, they literally ingest that meat offering, they put it in their bodies, but he said it is most holy, as is the sin offering and as the trespass offering. And so these offerings are made holy. It's an offering for sin, it's made holy. It's an offering for the trespass, but it's made holy. He gives more light on that if you go to Leviticus 16 with me and verse 14, he gives a little bit more light and understanding. And he shall take the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering. Again, that's the most holy offering. That is for the people. And bring his blood within the veil and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And he says, so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. So again, we see he takes the blood of the bullock, takes the blood of that goat. He sprinkles it upon the mercy seat. It's for their sin. It is for their uncleanness. And then he goes on, he kind of summarizes more of this, Leviticus 10 and verse 16. Again, it's for our cleansing. It's for our purification. It's that our sins might be cleansed. It's that our iniquities might be taken away. It's that our transgressions can be removed. Leviticus 10 and 16, And Moses diligently sought the goat of the sin offering, and behold, it was burnt. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, which were left alive, saying, Wherefore have ye not eaten the sin offering in the holy place, seeing it is most holy? And so they brought that sin offering before the Lord. They sprinkled the blood of that goat upon the mercy seat, but then they were to roast it with fire, and then they were to eat it in the holy place. He tells us that. And it was most holy. God hath given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord. And so again, he tells us they were to eat that goat. They were to eat that burnt offering. They were to take that in their bodies. And then that high priest under that mitre holiness to the Lord, he would take that in the holy place. And the word of God said this to bear the iniquity of the congregation. In verse 18, behold, the blood of it was not brought in within the holy place. Ye should indeed have eaten it in the holy place as I commanded. And so Aaron explains, and Moses is satisfied, why they did not eat that offering in the holy place, why that goat was not ingested by the priests in the holy place, and why that blood had not yet been taken in and sprinkled on the mercy seat. And so Moses was satisfied with what Aaron explained that away. 
But the key that we learn there is he tells us that they were to take that in their bodies. That high priest, holiness under the Lord, under the anointing of God, with that mitre upon his forehead, was to ingest that sin offering. He was to take that in himself that he might bear the iniquity of the congregation. Isaiah 53, again, he bears our iniquities. That's Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 8 references that when the writer of Matthew in verse, verse 16, when the even was come, they were brought in many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. And notice that, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and bared our sicknesses. How did he do that? He healed all that were sick. The Lord Jesus Christ took that sickness upon himself. He took the sickness of a sinner. He took the infirmity of the sinner. He could bear the iniquity of the holy thing in his body. Why? He is our great high priest. And just as that high priest would bear the iniquity of the holy thing in the holy place, And he would do that in his body that the Lord would be satisfied. So the Lord Jesus Christ also took in his body all our diseases, all our iniquities, all our infirmities, all of our afflictions, all of our transgressions. They were laid upon him and he bare the iniquity of us all. And then when he bare that iniquity, the Lord was satisfied with the offering that was given in his son. And so, again, there's a doctrine there that I hope I've made clear. If anybody has any questions, please contact me about that. But just as that high priest in Israel would take of that offering and he would bear the iniquity of the holy thing, he would take that offering in himself, it would be in his body, under that anointing, as part of the sacrifice, as part of the offering, well-pleasing unto the Lord, so the Lord Jesus Christ also bear our iniquities. He took our infirmities. He bare our iniquities. All of our sickness was laid upon him. All of our diseases were laid upon him. All of our infirmities, all of our afflictions, everything was born in Jesus Christ. He bare it in his body. And because he was the Holy One of God, that is why they found healing. That is why they could find healing. That is why they were looking for healing in the person of Jesus Christ because he would take their iniquities. He would take their afflictions. He would take their sicknesses and bear them in his body. And then he himself is made an offering for sin. His soul was made an offering for sin. That's why when the Lord saw the travail of his soul, he was satisfied because Jesus Christ had been made that sin offering. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalm 103, it puts it in new life for us. I hope you never read Psalm 103 the same way again. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, bless his holy name. Hallelujah, bless the name of Jesus Christ. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. What's one of those benefits? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. How did he do that? Because he bare it in his body. He was made a sin for us. He took the sicknesses, the diseases, 
and he can heal us. That's why but with his stripes, we are healed. And again, I understand there are people today that take that way too far, way out of context, way beyond the bounds of scriptures, but it's for the healing of Israel. With his stripes, we are healed. Why? Because Israel had gone astray. And as they laid the stripes upon him, all the diseases of Egypt that have clung to them fled. All the diseases they had brought out of Egypt fled with their disobedience to, to the scriptures had fled. Why? Because Jesus Christ, in his body, took those stripes for the healing of Israel, for the diseases that have clung to them out of Egypt land. And by the way, at that moment, at that time, they ceased. Why? Because Jesus Christ had bared them in his body. They were offered up. What a wonderful Savior he is. What a marvelous Savior. And that's why as the church, if any among you sick and afflicted, let them call for the elders of the church. But in the midst of that anointing and laying on of hands, it tells us that if they have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Why? Because God thinks much of that healing. We know, according to Scripture, the most healing that's needed is the spiritual healing. A lot of sickness is because of sin. A lot of affliction is because of sin. A lot of things, these peculiar diseases we see today, and people go to the hospital and go to the doctor, and they can't find what's wrong, and they in their body, they have something going on. The doctors have no clue why or no clue how. It's the sicknesses my friend, that God has put on us that we might look to him and believe him and trust him. And that's not me going too far with that. I believe I can back that up with scripture. And therefore, we need healing. What is that healing? It's the healing that comes through the stripes of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's a deeper problem than just the surface. Most times, it's a spiritual problem. We need the internal healed. We need the heart healed. We need the soul healed. And when God can heal the soul and God can heal the heart, then God can heal the body. But if God just heals the body and doesn't heal our soul, doesn't heal our heart, doesn't give us a standing in him, what benefit is that to us? And so he said these are benefits. What benefit is it if he heals us physically but not spiritually? The benefit of a spiritual healing, my friend. Oh, the benefit of knowing him. The benefit of being freed from sin. The benefit of not having our transgressions in us and not having that iniquity in us, not having that sin in us. What a benefit that is. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord willem will pick up there tomorrow. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for all of
angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. 